true. I'm his mom. I'm also your host for the Auto Parent Podcast. My name is Reverend Casey Vanatta Casebeer. I am an associate pastor and director of family ministries at Foundry United Methodist Church in Washington, D.C., and I'm a mom. Y'all, whatever we need this podcast to be, whether it's a space for solidarity or hope, to receive permission to tell guilt and shame to kick rocks. Whatever we need for this parenting journey, I pray we find it here together. So come on, let's pray toward it and let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast, episode 14. How good was that Easter episode, y'all? It was phenomenal. Well, yeah, we're episode 14 now. It's hard to believe that. We are almost to 15. I'm your host, Pastor Casey, and I am so excited to have a special, special cameo, if you're ready for it. Hi. Hello. (laughs) You want to tell them who you are? My name is Greg, and I am Kelly's partner. Kelly. You're the only person I allow to call me that. Kells. Kells. Definitely the only person I allow to call me that. As you should. (laughs) Okay. So a couple questions. We're going to do our special guest questions. I'm going to ask these of Greg. We only have a few minutes because kids are running around like wild banshees. So what's your biggest pet peeve? So I love, I love our littlest Riggins to death, (laughs) but he, when Cash makes him mad, sometimes he squeals. Oh, it's a squeal. It's a full-on squeal. It just gets under my skin. Yeah, mine too. That's a good one. Yeah, Riggs does a a squeal that's like, speaking of banshees, um, it's it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, what's the hardest time you've ever laughed? Or a hard time that you've laughed? Um, So I physically saw a dog shit on a woman. (laughs) That was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I'm choking. <coughs> That's true. You yeah, did. Yeah, you, you saw a, a dog defecate on a the woman's dog chest. Went all over <laughs> that woman's chest. That's the best thing ever. Oh my gosh, we should totally tell the story. Um so there was this one time we were gathered as a family and there was this woman who is, you know, kind of part of our family, but a little bit estranged. My grandparents had a, an English bulldog. And then of course there was a teacup chihuahua who lived there, who was the boss. So there were two dogs living in my grandparents' house. And this estranged family member came over and was like, Oh, I have my dog in the car. I'm going to go get it. And my grandmother was like, no, absolutely hundred percent. Do not go get that dog because the bulldog Thor uh, we'll eat it. So please don't. And she was like, well, you know, it, it, he likes the chihuahua named Taco. And <laughs> my grandmother's like, the chihuahua lives here and she's the boss. I'm telling you that if you go get that dog, Thor is going to eat it. Well, she did anyway. She went and got the dog. She brought him in, had him on a leash. Thor went nuts and the dog crawled up into her <laughs> lap and shit on her chest. <laughs> 
I mean turds. <laughs> and turds. I've never seen so much shit come out of a dog. I mean, it was just... Greg had to run away. Like, he ran downstairs, like, because he could not contain himself. It was a lot of poop. It was... Oh, that was one of the funniest things. You're, uh, that may be one of the funniest times I've ever experienced. Like, one of the hardest times I've ever laughed. I think we were in college, right? We were. <laughs> okay, the other question I wanted to ask you is because, y'all, my partner is a huge movie buff, so I wanted to ask him to tell us what his favorite movie is. Or maybe you could name a couple. So I know yours is Dodgeball. Yeah, You have buddy. a couple, too. I have a couple, too. See, I, I really just enjoy anything comedy. Yeah? What about Blades of Glory? Blades of Glory. I like Will Ferrell movies. He's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> um... Kevin Hart's another one in movies. He's a funny. He's a funny. Pick guy. a funny. Pick pick your favorite movie. If I'm you trying had to, to pick. think. I got so like Happy Gilmore. Oh, or that's Or Billy true. Madison. Those are some old school ones. Big Adam Sandler fan. But Happy Gilmore is probably your favorite movie. You could watch. It Happy all the time. Gilmore, I could watch every day. You also are a Wizard of the of the Oz fan. A Wizard of Oz. Is that the what Oz. it's called? Wizard Wiz- of the Oz. Wizard of the Oz. Is that what it's called? It's called The Wizard of Oz. Oh. <laughs> I knew there was a the in there somewhere. Not the Wizard and the Oz. The Wizard and the Oz? (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you too. Thank you for being a small part of the podcast today. Not a problem. Mm. That was a podcast kiss. You're welcome. Okay, so now we're going to just get right into it with some parenting fails, confessions, and wins. FCW. Um, so right up top with a parenting fail, I'm just going to like, this is a parenting fail and confession all in one. So I don't know if we talked about our trip back from Nashville on the podcast already, but I think we did. It was a disaster. There was vomit everywhere. It was horrible. Uh, but one of the things we let the kids do, ma- mainly Cash, because he is a little bit older, is we let him lay down in the back of the van, like, because he was... I mean, he was just all over the place and upset, and it was a whole thing. We let him lay down in the back of the van, and he slept the entire way, and it was great. Um, Totally illegal, but great. And, like, ever since then, all he's done is wanted to sit in the back of the van, and it's, like, a whole ordeal anytime we want to go somewhere, and so... Totally did not think about the precedent that was setting, and we're just trying to survive, and yeah. Parenting fail, parenting confession, all in one. It was horrible. I do want to talk about a parenting win, though. So the other day, we decided that we just, like, it was sunshine and beautiful. It has been for the past week or so in D.C., and we decided we wanted to go out together as a family, including the dogs. So we went down to Navy Yard, um, walked around the National Stadium, and then walked along the kind of docks there in Navy Yard, and it was really, really fun. We got to have some sunshine, be outside. Yeah, it was cool, and it was another thing that we said yes to. And so it's always exciting when we're, we're in a place to be able to say yes and um, to see what the universe does. Like, such a gift. Such a gift. Well, that's what I have for you this week. This has been a segment called Parenting Fails, Confessions, and Wins. If you have your own fails, confessions, and wins that you want to submit to the podcast, you can do so via voice memo. We would love to hear your voice. Or you can just type them out to us on Instagram or on Twitter at AutoParent. And now it's time to do a little something different. So this 
is our Get Real segment, where each week we take the lectionary text and we get real. This week, our lectionary text comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31, and here it is in the New Revised Standard Version. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may, you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. So I, I can't read this story about Doubting Thomas which, without thinking about the many sermons I've preached about Doubting Thomas. Um, and Doubting Thomas gets a lot of hate, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so an initial reaction here is just to think about how much hate Thomas gets for wanting to sort of root around in Jesus's wounds for proof. But I can't help but empathize with Thomas. And as we've walked this Lenten journey in, in particular and to think about how all the grief and confusion and lament of, of our Lenten journey and to walk into Easter feeling that and knowing that um, there, there are many gospel stories of the resurrection that end with confusion <laughs> that end with um, running away in fear, where it doesn't all get tied up in a pretty bow. And really thinking about how we're inviting the Holy Spirit into these places and how, what it means to speak peace, to breathe spirit. One of the things about uh, Thomas's disbelief that I relate to is just the idea that that sometimes when we're confronted with a miracle of God, it is like so hard to believe it because one, it probably didn't arrive on our time schedule. Two, uh, it it wasn't necessarily something we were praying for. Three, it's wearing different clothes than we thought it would. Four, it's just in disguise or uh, all of those things can be true. And so disbelief and wanting to, to viscerally feel the truth is something I can totally relate to. One of the things that, that troubles me about Thomas, though, is his desire and want to put his hands in, in, in someone else's wounds. 
I know it's Jesus here, and I know it, at some point Jesus consents, but it just makes me think about how we as, as people, as human beings, often find ourselves wanting to stick our hands in other people's wounds, metaphorically speaking, and thinking about how sometimes we don't really believe trauma as a survivor of sexual assault. Like, um, sometimes we don't, we don't believe trauma, right? Show me your wounds. Show me your pain. And then what the question I want to ask Thomas is, what are you going to do with someone else's pain then? What are you going to do with it? So yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a part of me that's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Thomas has a bad rap. And also, like, I want to kick him in his hind parts a little bit and be like, yeah, believe, Thomas, believe. But knowing that I would have those same struggles as well. I also think about Thomas, if, if, you, if you think about Thomas in a childlike spirit, it can bring a whole new sort of lens to this text, which I love. If you think about Thomas as like a six or seven-year-old, it's interesting to think about the way a six or seven-year-old would approach a resurrected Jesus and to say, you know, let me touch your hands. Let me... I know when I get a boo-boo or a scratch or something like that, the kids always want to see it. Like, show me where, if, is it bleeding? Show it to me. So I think about it in that way, and it's, it's a bit endearing. I don't know where you are right now on this Easter journey. I don't know if you are still in need of resurrection or if you're still looking for joy or if you're having trouble believing wherever you are. Know <laughs> that it's okay, and that however you come to the resurrected Jesus is okay, and that Jesus isn't going anywhere yet. And so we have time. We have time to work through what it feels like on this side to be confronted with a resurrected, still wounded Jesus. And if that confronts us with our own wounds, whether they be wounds of parenting or wounds as children ourselves, that's okay. We are not alone, and we come to this together in community, and we can be reminded to speak peace and to breathe spirit and believe. <laughs> and believe, because there is so much hope and resurrection available to us in belief. So that's what I got on this particular text. I am always thankful for the Doubting Thomas story and the way that it challenges me and teaches me, and so I hope it's done the same for you this week. Every week we'll have a parent mantra, something that you can say to yourself or to your partner so that you can be reminded you're not alone. The Auto Parent Podcast family and the Foundry family ministries are with you on this journey. Your mantra for this week is... I believe, I believe, because friends, if we don't believe that, it's going to be really hard to convince our kids. I've been your host, Pastor KC. You can follow me on Twitter at RevKCVC. And remember to be gentle with yourselves. You don't have to be an auto parent to be a good one. Join us next week, same time same place.
can find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.org. If you're specifically looking for information about our Family Ministries Department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries. Thank you.